Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have tons of housewives to recap. We are going to be talking about the Real Houses of Orange County reunion. I invited um, a guy named Matt Conrad over to recap the Orange County part one of the reunion with me. He is actually a trainer at Barry's Boot Camp, and I take his class a lot. And so I felt like we all need to lose weight this time of year. I, I at least do. I'm not saying you guys do, but I do. I feel like I do. You know, I just kind of feel gross from all the holiday eating. And so selfishly, I was like, oh, you should come over, and then it'll be like, it'll count as a workout. <laughs> So he's going to be talking Orange County with me. We're also going to be talking Atlanta, Dallas, New Jersey. Next week is the premiere of Vanderpump Rules, and I cannot wait. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I feel like we need it. Uh, we we truly, truly need it. It's the most wonderful time of the year when they come on screen. <laughs> and, and I've been loving the holiday season so far. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I certainly did. Matt and I stayed here in L.A., and we just cooked our food and ate a ton of food, and I watched the parade in the morning. Which, can we talk about the parade really quick? I know we have a lot of housewives to get to, but I need to discuss the parade. And that is because the parade is truly turning into the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards from 96. <laughs> you guys know on the show I had mentioned you know months ago about how I missed the 90s award shows. Do you remember when they would just pair batshit presenters together? Well, as I was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I was realizing, like, they're doing that. Like, the the pairings on that show make no sense. Like, the things that they're doing make no sense. They're singing songs. Like, there's weird duets. There's, like, a lot of Broadway stuff. You know, they, they'll have, like, one celebrity that's kind of current or fresh. And then, you know, like, they had Kelly Clarkson. And then it's, like, someone I've never even heard of, like, from Vine. And I was like, this is the modern day version of the 1996 Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. And Savannah and Hoda were hosting and they were like, you know, singing up on the housetop. It's Joe Pesci featuring Selena Gomez. (laughs) Or or Hoda would be like, oh, look, Savannah, here comes a brand new float featuring Darkwing Duck and Selma Blair. (laughs) Like, what? And like, you get whiplash because it's like, what's going on? Like, who is here? Like, why is Darkwing Duck with Selma fucking Blair? Like, after the break, it wouldn't be Christmas without an appearance from Santa and riding passenger in a sleigh. It's Ruthie from the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, coming up, Al chatted with the cast of NBC's The Good Place, and a hologram of Alan Thicke shows us how to make yams. (laughs) Well, Hoda, you love Chrissy Metz on This Is Us. So don't miss her duet of For Good from Broadway's Wicked with Niles from The Nanny. (laughs) And it just wouldn't feel like Christmas without Bernadette Peters doing a pogo stick routine while Jennifer Love Hewitt reads us Bridge to Terabithy in Portuguese. That's all coming up. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like, what is happening? I'm here for all of it. I love the random pairings. I love the batshit things that they're doing at this parade. 
the floats. I mean, some floats are just very dated. Like, you know, we don't need, you know, like a Woody Woodpecker float. I didn't see that one, but I'm sure it was there. I mean, some of these floats, it's like, are kids watching it? Do they even know who they're who they're watching? And they're acting like all of our nation's youth is watching this parade. You know, afterwards, there was all this controversy because there was two girls from like a Broadway play kissing. There was this controversy. People were upset that there were two women kissing or two young girls kissing on the Broadway or on the Macy's parade. And it's like, what kids are watching this parade? It's like none of the pres- none of the people on this parade make any sense. Like the kids are not watching this. Okay, you're fine. Like <laughs> you no need to explain anything, frankly. But you, it shouldn't be a big deal anyway. I don't think like it, they weren't like making out. They weren't tonguing or going down on each other on uh, on my parade. So it's like they gave each other a little kiss without any tongue. I think it's fine. You know, hopefully you see that in everyday life. Like, that shouldn't be something that you have to explain, like, why it's happening. But I don't know, there was all this uproar, and I'm just thinking, the kids aren't watching this. And I got news for you. The ones that do want to sit down and watch, the kids that are four and five years old that are asking to watch the parade, they're already gay. (laughs) They're already part of that LGBT community. If they're asking you if they could turn on the TV and watch the cast of Chicago Fire sing uh, a duet of the first Noel with Shelley Long, okay? (laughs) News alert. News alert. They're already gay. (laughs) The people that they're having on this parade are not bringing in the young young eyes. There was a couple maybe like young internet stars or whatever. But for the most part, I think they weren't tuning in. Uh, and I was eating too much over Thanksgiving. Normally this time of year I'd be making Christmas cookies. I'm not doing it because I ate too much over Thanksgiving. I'm back on my diet because for six days I literally sat on the couch and watched Hallmark movies nonstop. Like I had the Hallmark channel on literally nonstop and I just sat and I ate. And all the weight that I lost before the holiday, I gained it all back. <laughs> so I'm not doing the Christmas cookies. I'm not do- I normally do those cutouts, which by the way, I'm glad I'm not doing because I was just at Target and the cookie cutters are getting a little too crazy for me because I sound like such an old lady. But back in my day, when I was a kid, my mom and I would make the cookie dough, we'd roll it out, and then we'd take our cookie cutters. And the cookie cutters were always like a tree or a snowman or a star. And I was at Target the other day and Fucking Chip and Joanna, who, no shade, but Chip and Joanna, the Hearth and Home Collection, they have cookie cutters now, and they're in the most batshit shapes I've ever seen. They have, like, a fucking farmhouse you could cut out. They have a a hammer. What kid is excited about cutting out a hammer cookie for Christmas? We need to reel it in. It's like some of the things that they're giving us, it's like a a remote control. Or, (laughs) it's like, what? Like, I'm looking at some of these cookie cutters, like, what are we doing here? Chip and Joanna need to reel it on in and just... You know, I don't need a a farmhouse sink or a fucking barn door cookie. Like, I just want a Christmas tree or a heart for Valentine's Day. They're getting way too creative with these Christmas cookie cutters. It's not just Chip and Joanna. I've seen some other weird shit out there. I'm happy to have, like, a Santa hat, but I don't need a poinsettia cookie. Or a dog. You can never make a good dog cookie. Okay, I don't need a dog cookie cutter because it won't ever look like a dog. So let's just cut the crap here. Let's give us a star, and that's it. We don't need these animals. Nowadays, they have every fucking animal from the barn house. And it's not just the ones from the nativity. It's not just like a, a mule and a goat. It's like they have every like a lizard, a snake, a slut pig. Like every goddamn animal in the Noah's Ark is in a cookie-cutter form nowadays. I'm sorry, no one wants a horse cookie or a Yeti. Like, that's not a good cookie. Chip and Joanna need to cool it. 
and those houses, they're obsessed with the farmhouse. I bought a lot of hearth and ham at Target, and it's too many farmhouses all over the place. Everything's got a farmhouse on it, in it, around it. Okay, enough. Girl, enough. Enough is right, Taylor Armstrong. (laughs) Speaking of Taylor Armstrong, if anyone is on the Everything Iconic Patreon, I just recently recapped a season two episode of The Real Houses Beverly Hills. Do you guys remember that game night episode where Dana Pam hosted a game night? Hashtag justice for Dana Pam. But she hosted a game night, and that was like when Brandy was on the crutches, and then Kim and Kyle hit the crutches, and Kim called her a (laughs) slut pig. Now, that is an iconic episode, and on the Everything Iconic Patreon, I'm recapping old episode across all the franchises, and so I'm picking random episodes, just iconic episodes. There's a New Jersey recap up there, there's tons of New York recaps up there, and I just added that Beverly Hills one, so for $4 or more per month, you can access to all the bonus episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, and it's $4 or more per month. You just click become a patron, and also that money helps to support this podcast. And by the way, so that episode that I recapped, it's the infamous Game Night episode, of course, but I didn't realize that there was another iconic scene in that episode that I had completely wiped from my memory. And I do you guys remember, like, Kim and Kyle were going to their Palm Desert house, you know, the one that Kim alleged that Kyle, or the goddamn house that Kyle stole? <laughs> well, on the way to that house, Kim and Kyle were in the car, and Kim started telling Kyle about how, for a week, she used... Okay, everyone, are you sitting down for this? Pull over if you're driving. (laughs) Kim said that for a whole week, she had been using spray deodorant as breath spray. (laughs) And look, Kim was in a different state of mind back then. This was season two. But it was shocking. Like, I completely forgot that this happened. They were just driving in a car, and Kim's like, Hey, Kyle, like, guess what? I've been using deodorant as breath spray. For a whole week. My friend asked me the other day, do you have any breast spray? So I give it to him and he goes, is this a sick joke? This is air deodorizer. Put it in his mouth? I've been using it in my mouth for a week. Kim. After a week, nobody complained about my breath. (laughs) And then Kyle's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, Kim takes out the deodorant and shows her. And then Kyle's obviously trying to cover up for Kim because she knows she looks like a fucking asshole. (laughs) Like a... Like, she knows something's wrong with him, and she's trying to cover for it. So she's like, she's like, oh, I could see how someone could mix that up. And it's like, no, you can't, Kyle. Like, what are we all doing here? We're all acting like this is normal behavior. <laughs> and Kim just said for a whole week, a whole week, Kim sprayed deodorant in her mouth, you guys. As, like a, as if it was a, a, an Altoid. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine what that must have smelled like. So that's the episode that I just recapped over there. Now, speaking of Beverly Hills, I want to say again, Vanderpump Rules returns next week, and I cannot wait. We're going to be recapping the premiere. We might have to forego one of the housewives or or two of the housewives to really dig in deep to that Vanderpump Rules premiere, and we will do that. But we know that there's one engagement coming this season, like we saw it in the trailer. So we know that Jax and Brittany get engaged, and then... I think, spoiler alert, stop listening if you don't want to hear this, I think there's another engagement, which, has that been reported on? I think there's another engagement, and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure who it is. I, my money's on Stassi and Bo. I think that they get engaged this season two, and they're hiding it from us. I don't know. Well, I'll check in with that, see if I'm right. But I, 
I would put a lot of money on the fact that there's another engagement happening this season that they're hiding from us. And spoiler alert, I think it's Stassi and Bo. But it could be someone else. It could be Lala and Randall. I don't know, but I'm super excited for them to come back. I mean, this whole Bravo, we have so many shows in the Bravo universe. I just caught up on Below Deck recently over the Thanksgiving holiday. I'd missed a few episodes. And my God, is that firing on all cylinders? I think it's so good if you're not watching Below Deck. I'm not going to cover it here. But I do want to just say quickly, in one of the recent episodes, the captain, Captain Lee, he was like so mad at someone like Chandler, the one of the deck crew guys. Captain, would you like some dinner? No, I'm going to eat somebody's ass for dinner. Ooh. <laughs> I rewound it six times and then put on the closed captioning. I was like, did the Captain Lee just say he's going to eat his ass? <laughs> I'm going to eat somebody's ass for dinner. I... Loved it. It was so fucking funny. So you have to watch Blow Deck if you're not. At least just like watch this season because it's so good. So I'm going to start with New Jersey. New Jersey, I think, is fantastic this season. That's why I wanted to open with New Jersey because, of course, we have all these other housewives, but I'm loving New Jersey. They're still in Oklahoma. Jennifer's being set up as the villain. She's like doing a lot of bragging. People are calling her out for the bragging. They're setting it up as her being the main villain. We don't even have Danielle in these couple episodes. Danielle's not on this Oklahoma trip. So the girls go to dinner. It's revealed that Jennifer has random bag texts for the nannies that stay at her house or that come to her house to watch her kids. So they're at dinner. Teresa's not drinking because she's getting ready for a fitness competition. I don't like Teresa not drinking. Like I want to see her drunk because it's just like, what are we doing here? If Teresa's not going to get, like, I need her either under the influence or like a little wilder. She seems too subdued for me. I did laugh really hard when somebody mentioned a moat and Teresa didn't know what a moat is. And then they explained it to her. It's one thing. It's like, okay, you didn't, maybe you don't know what a moat is, but then they explained to her that it was like a body of water around a house. and <laughs> She didn't get it. Like She did not. She did not understand it. <laughs> I laughed so hard in this whole episode. I thought it was so fucking funny. And then Margaret said, like, let's play two truths and a lie at the dinner table. And you guys, when I tell you these two truths and a lie were insane. Now, they didn't tell us how everyone played the game. But so this game, basically, you say three things about yourself. Two of them are supposed to be true and one's supposed to be a lie. And they shook me to my core. Margaret started off. And it was revealed that Margaret did cocaine. So <laughs> Vicky is claiming that Kelly Dodd did cocaine over in Orange County. And here Margaret is just openly admitting that she did cocaine once and very excited about it. And she also revealed that she got locked in a closet by her ex-husband. Like what? I before, We couldn't even get details of this. And then we were like moving on to the next person. Dolores revealed that she had airplane sex with someone she does not remember, and she bit a girl on the head. Like, she bit a girl in the head. What? We didn't even, like, no one even dig deep into this. It was just like, oh, yeah, Dolores bit some girl's head. <laughs> what? I was like, excuse me? I kept rewinding. I was like, we, I, I need to, did I hear that right? Like, what? are we just going to move past it as if it's no big deal? Like, Dolores bit someone's head? Like, why was she biting someone's head? Now, I know these Jersey girls can be tough, but I was like, what's going on? And then Jennifer, I mean, speaking of moving on, it was revealed that she was like a dominatrix with her friends and that she shit her pants. Jennifer revealed to a table full of women she just met that she shit her pants. 
again, I know these housewives love to talk about their shit. Do you remember the Cartagena trip? Uh, infamously, Ramona shit on the floor. And then Luann shit the bed and called it the ultimate gift as she was leaving Cartagena. Now, these women love to talk about poop. And everyone thinks it's only the Dallas franchise that talks about poop. But let me let you in on a little secret. It's all of these franchises. Every single one of them is talking about shitting. Jennifer here is in New Jersey talking about shit in her pants. No one even blinked twice. It was at the dinner table, no less. Like, everyone's getting their salmon. Teresa's eating her grilled chicken, and Jennifer's like, yep, I shit my pants. And it's like, wait a minute, I just met you. And the only things you've been telling me since I met you is that you have 16 bathrooms and you shit your pants. Like, I need a little bit more of a buffer in between the facts about Jennifer than they're giving me. Because it's like, okay, you know, you need a diaper and you have 16 bathrooms. Like, what is this obsession? Jennifer always got to go to the bathroom. That's, is that why she has 16 bathrooms? Because she can never uh, be sure that she'll make it to one in time? Like, what is the reasoning for 16 bathrooms in her house? She brags about it every minute. That has, that's the only con- conclusion I could come to of why there's 16 bathrooms in Jennifer's house. It's because she once shit her pants, and now she's not sure when she'll get to the bathroom or if she'll get to the bathroom. It's like a, you know, a roll of the dice every time she starts to get the runs. You know, they were building the house with the architect, and she's like, honey... We need lots of bathrooms, every corner. I need to make sure I could get to one in time. And then he, of course, is like, okay, honey, I remember that time you shit your pants. Makes sense. We'll put in an extra 10. Like most houses, I think six is a lot of bathrooms for an average family. 16 is excessive. And the only explanation is that you not just shit your pants once, you shit your pants multiple times. You need to make sure there's a restroom handy. I mean, Jennifer, I can only imagine, she mentioned later in the episode, that she was mad that Polly Pocket's house that they're staying at in Oklahoma didn't have any locks on the bathrooms. And she said she got a panic attack when she was going number two. Jennifer said that in her confessional, that she got a panic attack while she was doing number two because there was no locks on the bathroom. Like Jennifer has some very serious bowel issues. And I was just picturing her like shaking and crying in Polly Pocket's restroom because, you know, she got the poops so bad that, you know, she was worried somebody's coming in. Like, what, what is going on with Jennifer's bowels? Something's happening there, and I don't think we've seen the last of it. This episode was, I mean, largely about Jennifer's bowels. But could you imagine her in a stranger's home just shaking and crying? Like, she said specifically a panic attack. She didn't say, like, I, get, I got stressed in the bathroom. There was no lock. She said, I got a panic attack while going number two. Now, when I get a panic attack, I'm literally, I'm, I lose my breath, like my breath catches in my chest and I cannot get a deep breath. I'm, I'm sweating. I can't see straight. Like everything like around me looks like it's swirling. Like I'm usually in like a fetal position. I sometimes can tear up or cry. I get very shaky, like my whole body shakes. And so that's what I'm picturing Jennifer doing while she's taking a dump in Polly's house. I wish the camera guys caught that, because to be honest, like I don't like the poop humor, but I would love to see security cam footage of Jennifer on Polly's toilet just shaking and crying with a panic attack. I mean, that would be gold standard TV. So anyway, back to this dinner. <laughs> back to this dinner. Jennifer revealed she shit her pants. No one said anything. It was like they just kept moving on. And I was very upset we didn't get the two truths and a lie for everyone else. I would have loved to hear Teresa's. I would have loved to hear all the girls. We only got Dolores, Margaret, and Jennifer. Now, the next day, they're all in their Western clothes. Margaret's in curlers in the morning, and it's revealed that they're going to a cattle show. 
And Margaret says in her confessional, because I didn't even know what a cattle show is. Like, Margaret's like, it's basically a beauty pageant for cows. You blow dry a cow. <laughs> that was my Mar- <laughs> That was my Margaret, you guys. <laughs> Which my Margaret impression. <laughs> it's a beauty pageant for cows. <laughs> my Margaret is just me with a cold. You blow dry the cows. <laughs> My Margaret's not good, but I'm working on it. Anyway, she said it's a beauty pageant for cows. And I got immediately excited. <laughs> then, right as my excitement was like coming to a head, we cut to Marge Sr., who had just got her facelift, and Margaret's husband is taking care of her. And at this moment, I have to be honest, I stopped watching the TV, and I watched the Fuller House trailer. So this is not Housewives-related, but... <laughs> The Fuller House trailer came out as I was watching this, and I, you guys know Fuller House is a weakness of mine. I've seen every episode, even though it's the worst show on TV. <laughs> Nothing's, nothing has been filmed worse than the show Fuller House, and I've seen every last episode. And the trailer for the upcoming season came out, and I stopped everything to watch it and unfortunately like I couldn't pause New Jersey so like I literally I just missed two minutes of New Jersey because I was watching like DJ and the gang like seeing what kind of mischief they were up to in the upcoming season <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler's pregnant with Stephanie's baby which is insanity if you never watched Fuller House you've only watched the original like I just want to let you know in the in the upcoming season Kimmy Gibbler is literally carrying Stephanie's baby and I can't explain the details of that dynamic, but I encourage you all to hop on board with a bottle of wine and an edible. <laughs> it's insanity. So I don't know. I missed the scene with March Sr. And look, I'm not proud of that, but I'm living my truth. So Jennifer, I mentioned she got that panic attack while she had the shits. And I, it was just so rude. The whole episode, she was being so rude to Polly, who opened up her beautiful home, and Jennifer was just being such an asshole about it. They get to this uh, beauty pageant for the cows. The beauty pageant for the cows. <laughs> they get to the beauty pageant, and there were cowboys everywhere, and I love a cowboy. I dated a cowboy once, and it was worth it. <laughs> it was lovely, and I encourage all of you to do it. Go find one. You know, if you can't find that big dick daddy from Cincinnati, like I told you last week on the show, I encourage you to find a cowboy because it's worth it to ride one. Anyway, there were a bunch of cowboys around and they teach them, they showed the women how to blow dry these cows' hair. So they split these women up into groups of two and then they had to give these cows a makeover and then they were going to show them to the public. That's the best way I could explain it. And it makes makes little to no sense, but that's what is happening at this cattle show. Now, it's revealed that Teresa doesn't like animals because they can't talk to her. And this was a lot to take in. I started in my notes, she's literally afraid of animals because they can't talk to her. I was <laughs> shocked and saddened by this revelation. It was as if Teresa was just learning now that like animals couldn't talk to her. Like, did she grow up thinking that they would be able to eventually? And like, she's just coming to the realization, like, oh, I guess they're not, you know, going to chat with me. I don't know what the reasoning is here, but it seemed to me like Teresa had just learned that animals were not going to talk to her. 
So, you know, that was, she was having a hard time with these cows. They kept doing close-ups of the cow's eyes. The cows were side-eyeing these women, which I loved. At one point, Melissa was doing the cow with Margaret, and Melissa and Margaret's cow, like, peed out the butt. And then Melissa starts, like, shrieking. She's like, oh, oh, oh. And then they're like, you know, you need to calm down. And she says in her confessional, she says, maybe I'll calm down when someone cleans the heifer's ass. And no, she, (laughs) no. No, she was not talking about Jennifer when she shit her pants. <laughs> oh, I'm giggly, you guys. I had too much Capri Sun. But hopefully someone cleans Jennifer's ass after she shit, him, shit herself. <laughs> that heifer. <laughs> oh, but I love... It was funny, like, watching these women do the, the cow decorating or whatever was fantastic. And then Melissa and Jack... Is it Jackie or Gina? What the fuck's her, the new girl's name? <laughs> she won the vase she won the prize which was just a glass vase which made little to no sense and we're just moving on anyway jennifer then called her husband because she wants to have a party for all the girls so she calls the husband you know she always says like turkish women have to be subservient she said in her confessional she said so i have to call and make sure that my husband allows me to have this party in my house with 16 bathrooms so she calls the husband she says i needed to get your permission to invite the girls over and then she says like something towards the end of conversation. She says, I'm going to rent an inflatable. And I thought, what the fuck are we doing with an inflatable? Like you're having grown women over there. What kind of inflatable are you having at the house? She wasn't saying she was inviting the kids over unless they cut that out. As far as I could tell, there was no kids being invited to this party, but Jennifer was getting some inflatables nonetheless. And I'm, I can't picture Margaret just hopping around in one of those like bounce houses. Is that the kind of party this is? I'm not sure. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, we see. Oh, she also described her house as Monte Carlo, which was troubling. Then we see Joe and Nono with Melissa's mom. I've never, I don't remember Melissa's mom being on the show. I don't know if she wasn't memorable enough or if they barely showed her or what, but I don't remember. But Joe, her husband, who is so aggressively hot this season, look, I don't even care. I think he's gorgeous this season. That salt and pepper's working for him. I'm into it. But Joe took out. Nono and Melissa's mom. And, you know, I don't know. They just went out. It was cute. It was a nice little scene. Then we see the girls at a hoedown in Oklahoma. And it was funny to see them at this type of atmosphere. The whole Oklahoma trip, it felt very staged like for us to laugh. But you guys, I honestly was laughing this whole time. I mean, Teresa was at that hoedown. She's like, Polly, how do we two-step? <laughs> I don't know what that impression was. But... They were like, then they two-stepped. Jennifer didn't do do because she was uh, said she wouldn't do do with someone who's not her husband. And quite frankly, her husband's never probably do do in his life. But the girls all do it. Dolores says she's so happy to be called ma'am and for these guys to tip their hat at her. They, she's into it. And then right after they two-stepped, you guys, I don't know if anyone caught this, but Jennifer started drinking a lot. She had tequila. She was being very insulting to Polly, but she kept drinking. And at one point, Jennifer, like, howled. She goes, ooh. And then a dog just came by and, like, came to Jennifer. It was, like, the weirdest quick little thing. And it was just, like, Jennifer howled, and then a dog came to her. It was, like, Jennifer can speak to animals, you guys. Maybe Teresa can't, but Jennifer can. (laughs) She, like, called on this dog that came out of nowhere. I was, like, where'd this dog even come from? At this hoedown, the dog was just there. Jennifer howled and it came in running. 
Teresa wishes, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, so weird. It was so weird. And then Polly and Margaret, they give a little speech. You know, Margaret's like, yeah, Polly's been my friend for 15 years. I've been here, you know, 20 times in this place and all of this place. <laughs> And then Jennifer said, like, oh, Polly could come visit me if she comes to New Jersey. And then Margaret's like, uh, yeah, that'd be great because you don't have to pledge a toilet with 16 bathrooms. You could shit in a different bathroom for two weeks straight. <laughs> I love Margaret, you guys. I like her. So then they get back to Polly's house. And then Margaret and Paul, Margaret and Jennifer have like a little, a little feud. Margaret says she's been being rude. Jennifer's been being rude to Polly. Then Polly comes in, and Polly came ready to play. Polly and Jennifer have it out a little bit, but they make up really quickly. They tell Jennifer she's being being an asshole. And I don't know if Jennifer just wanted to get out of the room, or maybe she had had the runs, she had to get to a toilet, but she seemed to make up way too quickly. And that concerned me as a housewife. Like, I need these housewives to fight it out a little more. And Jennifer just was like, okay, I'm sorry, and she apologized, and it was over. Now, I'm worried about Jennifer. I need her to step up her game. Again, I'm letting it slide because she had a lot to drink and she maybe had some of those, you know, bacon-wrapped veggies at the hoedown. Maybe she had the poops and we all know troubling for her. But she ran out of that Polly Pockets house and into that trailer way too quickly. I don't know. I bet she was excited to get to that trailer because there was locks in the bathroom. I'm not sure. Anyway, next week, we see at Jennifer's house, we're going to see it. I cannot wait. It looks amazing. And then we also get a little Joe versus Teresa. So that's New Jersey. I'm loving it. I was laughing so hard this entire episode. So hard. I want to bring up my guest for Orange County. But before I do, I want to just say a few quick things about Atlanta. Atlanta, there's not a whole lot going on. There's not a lot of drama. We met Shamari. But I'm still loving it. I'm not, I'm not hating on Atlanta, even though it's boring. It's funny. Like The girls had a little barbecue, and I could have watched that barbecue for four fucking hours. There was a few little things that happened. We saw Cynthia. She mentioned her new boyfriend. She said they have a hashtag that's chill. It's C-H-I-L-L. And that was super upsetting for me to hear. I mean, Cynthia seems to be trying to make a lot of catchphrase work happen. She did it last year with the 50 Cent. And I don't know if that was last season or the season before, but it's Cynthia needs to cool it. You need a chill. <laughs> you need a hash. <laughs> you need a hashtag chill. <laughs> Now, Shamari, this episode revealed that she was in an open relationship with her husband. And every time she said it, I thought she was saying she was in an Oprah relationship. And honestly, like, I'm not kidding you guys. I paused it and like logged on Twitter because I was like, are people talking about this? Like, are we going to acknowledge the fact that she was in an open relationship or she was in an Oprah relationship? Like, I thought she literally like took a pause from her husband and fucked Oprah. Like, that's what I thought happened. And so I grabbed the remote. Like, I looked for, I I didn't find the remote to pause it, you know, when I was watching the Fuller House trailer, but I looked for that remote during Atlanta when I thought Shamari was in a relationship with Oprah. And I pause it. I log on Twitter. I'm like, is every, are the blogs picking this up? Like, I haven't seen this online. Like, this is juicy. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I pressed play on the episode. And then I kept hearing her say open relationship, but she did say it like Oprah relationship. I just, someone else must have heard that too. I can't be the only one who thought she was, you know, going down on Oprah and a break from her husband, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, we have this little barbecue at, at Cynthia's house and 
everyone's supposed to bring a friend. So there's a new girl named Tanya who she's revealed to be like a geek. She has the same birthday as Nini. I don't know. She looks a little boring. I feel like they maybe brought her on thinking she was going to be fun and she wasn't. Then Marlo was there. Marlo was being hilarious. Shamia was there and she went with Portia with Portia's sister and Shamia. Like I can't even ever remember when she's there. It's like she showed up and it's like every time she's there, I forget she's there. Like they did a flashback to vacation from last season and it was like Shamia there. I was like, why was was Shamia on the vacation? Turns out she was. Then they played this game called Pass the Peach, which I think every franchise should have to play. It really jump-started things. The questions were made by Cynthia, and they were all so fucking shady. It was like, who needs a makeover? Who's the big liar? Who shaded who recently? It was just like the meanest questions. And it was revealing a lot. It felt so staged and set up, but like I did not care because I was having so much fun watching it. At one point, Portia just was shouting like, I don't do backdoor. And then Candy's like, you mean not anymore? You don't, you know, get it up the butt? And it was like, I, I, I didn't know what was going on, but I loved watching it. Like, I don't know how we got here where Portia's talking about anal, but we got there and I was happy to watch it. And then the last question was, of course, it was like, raise your hand if you've been in an open relationship. And that one felt so set up. Shamari, of course, like stood up. I felt like she was waiting for that moment. She got that moment to stand up and be like, we've had an open relationship. The girls were just, this whole episode, they were so shady. I mean, when Shamari stood up and said she was in an open relationship, Portia, in her confessional, she said, <laughs> I think it's cool. Shamari is open about things like sex and relationships, but she's kind of closed-minded about things like stylists. <laughs> like, so, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> and then, you know, Shamari revealed that she was only in an open relationship where she could have sex with other women. Like, the husband could have sex with other women, and she could too. And you guys were like cutting out of this episode. So this episode, not a lot of drama happened. It was just these girls playing this patch the pe- past the peach game. And we're like winding down the episode. Like the credits are coming up and Nini's just shouting like, you should be able to get a big dick. And I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck that. You should be able to get dick. And then it was like, for more on housewives, go to bravotv.com. Like that's how we ended. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Do we just, you know, it was revealed that she couldn't sleep with men. And then now all of a sudden we're on the previews for next week as Nini's shouting, like, get a dick. (laughs) And so not a lot happened on Atlanta, but I love those women and I love watching those women. So we have to take a quick break here. We're going to come back and we're going to talk with Matt Conrad. He's a friend and he's also a teacher and a personal trainer at Barry's Boot Camp. He is great. If you don't follow him on social media, you should. If you want to see hot shirtless guy photos. Anyway, he's going to come and chat Orange County with me. Also, since last week, I've gotten so many messages about my Gina impression, which is not a great impression. (laughs) Most of the messages were messages of, you know, sorrow for how bad my impression was. I can't do that Gina impression, but I tried it last week. And (laughs) she's just like, wait, let me try to take us to break. Like, Coming back on everything iconic, we're talking about the Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm Gina. This is my casino. <laughs> Matt's divorcing me. This is my casino. <laughs> terrible, terrible impression. Let's take a break. <laughs> then we'll come back and do Orange County. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y.com slash everything iconic this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. and we all carry around different stressors both big and small sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because i cannot stop thinking about them when i'm trying to sleep or when i'm trying to go about my day i keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, guys, I am here with Matt Conrad. Matt is, of course, a beautiful specimen, Matt. You (laughs) are a trainer, and you also teach classes at Barry's Boot Camp, which is some of the hardest workouts in the world, I think. Yeah, Yeah. agreed. And so I met you there. I've taken If you're doing what I'm asking. (laughs) Which I'm I'm normally not when I go to your class. Sometimes you do. (laughs) I told you when you came in, I was going to take your class this morning like i hyped myself up for it and then like most workout classes i just was like i'm not gonna make it like i just didn't make it we're gonna get to orange county in a second but i'm endlessly fascinated by the berries branding because Mm -hmm. uh everyone is gorgeous that works there (laughs) is there is that like part of the (laughs) Um, the (laughs) when i started seven years ago and back then it was definitely a requirement um I had my interview, and so now they, there's ugly people there. Is that what no, you're no, but it was. It's not required to send a shirtless picture with your resume, right? I had my interview, and they gave me a job, and they're like, "Just send a shirtless picture to our manager, and then we'll get paperwork through." I was like, "Oh my okay. god, really?" I follow like countless Barry's trainers online because they, you guys, all post shirtless photos all the time. Yeah, it's marketing for us. It is because people you know. come to the classes. Exactly. You know, I've told you I like your classes because you play a lot of Kelly Clarkson, and that's what I'm yes. here for. Okay, so this is part one of the reunion. Now, I was really excited going into the reunion because I felt like we were going to have re- some exciting stuff because I feel like the whole season has been boring. But 
they were hyping up the reunion so much. So on social media, like all the girls were fighting and feuding and I feel like they were really hyping it up. And I was a little bit cautious because Vicky was on Watch What Happens Live a few weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. And she said that after filming the reunion, her and Kelly went to dinner. So then after that, then they all started fighting online and Kelly was saying she won't do the show next season if Vicky's there. And they were like doing all this feuding in the blogs Mm. and all that stuff. But then I thought, well, wait, you went to dinner after the reunion, so how could you guys hate each other so much? So I worried that they were just doing that to hype up the reunion to like save their jobs or whatever. Yeah. But then I saw the reunion and I thought it was good. And I thought, yeah. actually, they do hate each other. <laughs> yeah, this part one was definitely the Vicky and Kelly feud. Right. Like, it was all about them. Let's talk about their looks for a second. So <laughs> on that, le- I felt like that whole left couch was like too tan. And I don't like to talk too much about their looks because... You know, I'm yeah. sure I've been too tan before. I'm Italian. <laughs> but honestly, like, and this is like a good thing, like Tamara's so beautiful, like she doesn't look good that tan. Yeah. If she didn't do that, she would look even better, I think. I agree. I did really like her hair and her dress this reunion. Yeah, normally I mean, she I, always looks good. Yeah. Normally I'm not. And normally I feel like she does too, like pageanty. Mm-hmm. But this, this one, I thought she looked really great. Gina, I don't know what was happening. It was oh, like a she's old, young. It was her first season. <laughs> it was her first one. It was her first season. But it was like there was a lot going on. Like the makeup was matching the dress. It was just it was too prom prom. Yeah. Me. A lot of like, I don't know, it just looked very bizarre. But that whole left couch looked really tan. Yeah. I think they got a little too much. I mean, Kelly looked good though. But Kelly's beautiful. But Kelly's naturally tan, so even like a little boost would just make her look. I so yeah, they open backstage. Um, you know, we talked about this last week. I covered the reunion trailer, and a lot of that reunion trailer was all the backstage stuff. Backstage, Andy, or maybe this was on stage. Andy asked Emily about Shane. Shane's her gay husband, the, right? <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. I do you Let's get a gay vibe real. from him? He's there's something weird about that marriage. He doesn't look at her. He doesn't like. He's not romantic with her at all. Yeah, I get the gay vibe. I mean, as a gay man, I can say that and not be in trouble. Well, but, you might be in trouble, Matthew. No, <laughs> can I call you Matthew? Sure. <laughs> definitely get the gay vibe and just definitely, like, maybe, like, it's, like, almost like an arranged oh, thing. Oh, interesting. Like, they did in vitro, like, because she couldn't get pregnant was maybe because they didn't have sex. Oh, my God. I'm really I, digging see, into I it. I don't get the gay vibe from him, but... Oh, totally do. I find that he's... Uh, the body language, you mentioned the body language, and it's, like, so tough to awkward. watch. Awkward. Like, so awkward. Every time that one scene where they were, like, opening that box of... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That was, that was really so dark. awkward. That was, like, some Tim Burton shit. Yeah. It was, like, what's going on? We're opening this box. But, uh, you know, good for them getting it out of the way and moving on. But he just wasn't comforting her at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, his arms were crossed. And then when they were in the therapy room or yeah. the therapy office... His arms were crossed. He's, He's not like comforting her. She's crying, like yeah. sobbing about her dead child. And he's and just like, like not okay. giving her anything. When, when she came down with that party, they had the femme fatale. She was like, how do I look? And he's like, you look good. It's like, <laughs> what? And at that reunion, they were asking Gina about her husband, Matt. And she was saying, you know, he never says, I love you. Or he never said you look good or, yeah. you know, I've never entered a room and he's never said I, you're beautiful. Yeah. And that is really so important. And all the yeah. girls seem to agree. I mean, I'm surprised Emily didn't be like, Oh, well, me too. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get the gay vibe from him, but maybe I have to go back yeah. and look. Yeah. Um, so Andy asked Shannon about his weight loss, her weight loss. She lost a lot of weight. She looks great at the reunion. She, she does. Look, she does look great. What tips do you have for people to lose weight right now? I'm going to ask you that right now. We're taking a detour. Everyone. Um, <laughs> <Drive along. laughs> 
I would say like around the holidays, yeah. everything like eating wise, like portion control. If you want, like, you know, you're at parties and this and that. If you need sweets, like take a bite of a cookie and throw the rest out. You don't need to eat five of them. Matthew, I don't know how to do that. I know. Same. I love so, sweets. Like, I just want to shovel them all in my mouth. Okay, let's get back to this. So Shannon lost weight. She looks great. Yep. Andy then asked, uh, asked Tamara about her surgeries. And then he asked Vicky about the surgeries. And I always hate when he asks about the surgeries. Yeah. It just feels really gross to me. It's like, we know that these women are doing some like maintenance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's been over how many years? We've been like with these women for 13 years and every single reunion at any of these franchises. He's like, so what'd you get done? And what's this? What's this look? And it's yeah. like, I know they went on reality TV, but it almost just feels like you're purposely trying to embarrass them or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. It just grosses me out. And he, he never not does it. It's like every single reunion, yeah. he's asking them about their surgeries. Have you had anything poked and brought? <laughs> no, just preventative. I just, preventative. Uh, <laughs> I just said how terrible it is. And then I asked. <laughs> uh, so then we see the Trace Amigas package, which is... Vicky, Sham- Shannon, and Tam are going to Mexico. We also got some Brooks stuff on this show. I feel like we never go a reunion without talking about Brooks. The Brooks stuff, I was surprised that Vicky has sa- was saying at the reunion she was like going to go after Brooks for money. Yeah, and it's like, why keep poking the bear? Right. It's You have like enough just, money. You have right? enough money, and it's like, just get through with it. And it's like, why bring him back into your life? Like, yeah. I don't know. I wonder, like, what's the reasoning behind that? Like, do we? If you're really happy with this new guy, you wouldn't be. Right. Also, did Vicky seem like Xanaxed out to you a little totally. bit? I think so, right? Yeah, she's a little loopy. I don't think that Vicky wants to do this show anymore. Like, the OG of all the series. So, if you look at, like, Bethany or Ramona or what's uh, Kyle, I yeah. feel like the OGs of the other franchises, like, they want the fame of it. You know what I mean? And they want to make a good yeah. show. Whereas I feel like uh, Vicky doesn't care about making a good show or fame like i don't yeah. really think vicky wants any attention or fame I, I don't think vicky wants to be here and i almost feel like they keep giving her so much money and it's forcing her to keep doing the show yeah and then she shows up to the reunion like she was so even when she was saying like that cocaine allegation yeah it was just she, like oh i'm too coke right right it was almost on like erica jane level of last season of Beverly Hills, where she just did not want to be there. I know. And Vicky talks about the Xanax, like on the show. She mentioned it a few times taking it. And like, I think she even admitted to one of the reunions. I could be wrong about that. Like one of the past reunions about being on it. But it just seems like it's too, she's too low energy for this thing. I wish she would either like spice it up or, you know, get off the show. If you don't want to do the show, like just, just don't do it. But I think they keep offering her a good paycheck. Yep. We also had this reunion, like this very obvious promotion of Andy asking Vicky about Dirty John. Have you? Oh my God. We both said, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> stupid. It was so aggressive. <laughs> was, you know, Andy's shift was just like, have you, you know. Oh, because it's on Bravo. It's so on Bravo totally. It, he was probably like a producer or something. And it aired right after this reunion, like oh, yeah. the premiere episode. And they posted the clip online. It was like, Vicky's heard of Dirty John, and it was like that. It's like, come on, you guys! Like, uh, it felt like somebody online plug. said it felt like a flat tummy tea ad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so aggressive. Yes. Uh, then we had we had the Gina package, and we so we had this package of just like Gina's greatest moments or whatever. Yeah. Very aggressive. <laughs> I'm not a huge Gina fan. I think she seems like a nice girl, but no. it was too much of that fucking casita. Yeah. <laughs> 
And she said, I totally forgot, like, her first episode. She's like, I'm like a cup of coffee, or I'm like a strong cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I like her some moments. Like, she has some good one-liners. Yeah. But that's about it. And she said at this reunion that the employer wouldn't let him I find that a little... That's sketchy. I do, too. And I wonder... Your wife's on a show, and you can't be on, like, an episode or two? Yeah, and it doesn't Unless you're in like the CIA or something. Exactly. Like, what's the deal here? Like, why wouldn't the employer? And are they allowed? I I wondered that. Like, are they allowed to do that? Like, this is a documentary. That's like the genre it's under. I mean, I think. Would Barry's boot camp let you do it? They'd love it. Right? Actually, they've been trying to get a reality show with Barry's forever. We always say no. You always say no? Why? It's the company. Wow. I know. Heard it here first. Right? I tried to do a impression of Gina last week on the show. <laughs> the oh, messages were everyone. Everyone's messages were like, "It's the most terrible impression you've done." Oh, <laughs> but I loved it. Like people, it was. Really I mean, it's an easy one. Can you do it? Mm. Try it. <laughs> say, say say that you come on like a strong cup of coffee. Uh, no, I mean I. Oh no, I can't do it. <laughs> I come off like a strong cup of coffee. I come on. Like I, I gotta get divorced, but we still have sex. <laughs> I can't do it. I wanted to get divorced, but we still have sex. I don't know. My- <laughs> I get the talk in the dog. I come on like a strong <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm agnostic. I don't know. Didn't she? She said she was agnostic. Oh god! <laughs> but I loved how she said uh, that if they're both, you know, if they both die, At the gates of hell or something. Yeah, she's she's like, like, I think I'll get in first or heaven. Yeah, heaven. Yeah. <laughs> hell. Vicky's probably. I'm like, if all those crazy church people are going to heaven, I'd rather go to hell. But <laughs> I then we get to the Kelly package. So Kelly, we see that in her Twitter, she called Vicky a pig, and this sets off the fight between Kelly Dodd. And Vicky. And this was, we mentioned Vicky kind of seeming like she was on Xanax or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was so weird to see her go up against Kelly because Kelly is so high energy. Yeah. And Vicky was just saying the meanest things in the most And just energy. sitting there calmly as she said it. <laughs> She's like, well, you don't see your daughter. You're never with your yeah. daughter. Yeah. Which like these horrible things. Yeah. And then. And first off, like she's with her daughter the most out of anyone on that season. Right. Like right. she always is doing stuff. The soup kitchen, all that. Although she was on social media after the reunion with her daughter, and the daughter was like on her Instagram live calling Vicky a bitch, and I just thought like she's kind of young to be yeah. like, like let's badmouth the castmates on. I don't know. It was like kind of grossed me out. <laughs> also grossed me out, but I loved it. She said Vicky's like a fart, silent but deadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seemed to like upset Vicky the most. Yeah, it was like that she called her a fart. Yeah, so what did she say? Like. That was mean. Like, that's rude. That's rude. That's rude. <laughs> then Vicky says all these horrible things like, you don't see your yeah. daughter, you do cocaine, she alleged, which I love a cocaine threat. Yeah. Like anytime. I loved your little uh, video about the montage. <laughs> it's happened so many times. I mean, there's been a lot of drug accusations in general, but yeah. like, cocaine specifically, it's like when that comes yeah. up, it's like. Lisa Renna's is still the best, though. Right. I have to change the subject for a minute. Oh, no. I'm going to just move it away for a Please, second. Please, I'm begging you. Were people doing coke in your bathroom? Oh, come on. That little shrug Lisa Renna does yeah. at the end. Tell me like, about your bathroom. Are <laughs> people doing coke in your bathroom? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's like a calculated move. Like, if you want to spice up the season or the reunion or something. Bring like, up cocaine. Throw out cocaine. <laughs> do you think these women do drugs? 
I mean, I'm sure some do occasionally. I don't think any have like a drug problem. Right. But I, I mean, do. like they said, pot's not a drug. Pot's legal. Right. So. I don't do cocaine. Sorry. Uh, I don't do cocaine either. You say I do cocaine? I actually do think some of them might have a drug problem. I don't know for sure. I just, I feel like, I don't know, maybe some of the New York ones. Oh, I thought you were talking about this season. No. Oh, in, oh, in general? Co- yes. Yeah. Totally. In Orange County, I'm trying to think. I don't know that. I bet, like, I would imagine, like, maybe one or two of them had tried it before, but I don't think Kelly Dodd has, like, a, a cocaine issue or something yeah. like that. But in, like, Once New- in a blue moon. maybe some of the other franchises, I think. Like, oh, yes. I would agree <laughs> Who do you think is the <laughs> No, we won't say that. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> oh, so Kelly said that Steve does Vicky's dirty work, you know, and that's why he went to page six. I wonder, do you think Steve does Vicky's dirty work for her? I feel like maybe she kind of asked him to plug that so it didn't seem like her. But Steve also is not, I feel, not into this. Okay, Not into Vicky, not into the show. I thought that too. But Steve is on Instagram. He has one of those like bot accounts or whatever, like that. He has one of those services that follows people and then unfollows them. Oh. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Some of the housewives do it. Like that Peggy woman did it. I think Vicky still yeah. does it. I get those people following me and then they unfollow me and I have an app that tells me. So I'm like, you're not fooling anyone. Right. Like, they fool some people though. Yeah. Like, oh, some people that don't really. People I see online, people be like, oh, you know, Steve Lodge followed me. And then yeah. it's like, well, Checking he's a week. got one of those bot. <laughs> yeah. He's got one of those bot accounts. And that leads me who, what kind of person would have one of those accounts unless yeah. they want, you know, people to follow them or the attention. Yeah. Or I mean, he must like it a little bit. Kelly said that when Vicky was saying all these things to her, Kelly said, lies, lies, lies of Manelli. such a perfect like kelly little comeback yes that was good (laughs) and kelly also said after the cocaine thing if i did cocaine i'd probably be really skinny and you know what well and that's the thing too vicky when she said about the cocaine and she was like why do you think i do cocaine and she was like well you call me a fat pig and you're skinny so i'm like so every skinny person does cocaine now like that's like a stretch you're skinny and fit and you do not i must do cocaine i mean oh my god Do you do cocaine? I <laughs> no, I actually have never done cocaine. <laughs> Neither have I. Oh, Kelly called cocaine booger sugar, which I've never heard it called that. And oh, it yeah, I've never heard. She said, I don't do booger sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so then mm. we cut for lunch, like towards the end of the episode. And I really like it. You don't like the backstage stuff, but I like when they cut and they sort of follow them. Yeah. You know, even after they broke for lunch and they were backstage, they showed Kelly in her dressing room and you could see the boom guy, like, which you never, even when they break the fourth wall, you never see, a, I, I think very rarely we've seen a cameraman. Yeah. But in this, there was a shot where we like literally saw the boom guy and I've never seen that on Housewives before. I thought it was interesting. It's funny you bring that up because I just mentioned that or was watching New Jersey and you could see in Melissa's glasses the whole camera crew behind it. And I was oh like, I've God. never seen it, but you can totally see the whole entire camera crew. Um, but Kelly went backstage and she called Michael and she's telling Michael what happened. She's like, I don't do drugs. And like, she's saying it as she swigs champagne. And it just was like a funny, I know <laughs> I loved it. Just like classic little. Kelly. And she said, reasons she's al- we love her. <laughs> she said, she's always been anti drugs. <laughs> I don't believe for a second. I'm not saying she does cocaine, but I don't know that yeah. Kelly's been part of like. I mean, there. she seems like a party girl, so I mean, I'm sure like she's done it here and there. But that again, that doesn't mean you have a drug problem. Uh, someone in that Everything Iconic Facebook group posted a video that was from TMZ, like before Kelly was on the show, and she's saying like these drunk kind of racist things. It's very problematic. 
but she seemed like so i mean it must have it probably was just alcohol but it was like okay it didn't look like a video from someone who's been strongly anti-drugs yeah yeah. She said she wanted to hit Vicky, and she when she called Michael, she's like, you're on camera. And then she went and said everything Vicky said, and yeah. it seemed like she was cueing him up to be like, you don't do drugs. Yeah. Which was smart. And so she's in the dressing room saying like, you know, Vicky told me I was a bad mother and that I do cocaine and like, uh, you know, that you have were miserable with me for 14 years. And then they cut to Vicky in her dressing room, and Vicky's like, she said I'm a fart. <laughs> I know. It's like... Very one-sided. The contrast is just so funny. But I was really into this reunion. The past few weeks, I've been like, I don't like this season. It's boring. Yeah. In this episode, I was strongly into. I think it's boring when, and this happens a lot, when it's the same fight that they just keep bringing up the whole whole season. Right. It's like, okay, bring it up once or twice and then get over it. Well, I mean, it's like the Brooks stuff. The Brooks stuff was so good for like one season. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you're like, okay, we we did all this. We, we need something new. But they just kept going back to that well. Mm-hmm. And and even like the Shannon, Vicky, Tamara thing. I always say that the Vicky, Tamara, we've seen that play out a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And so it's not interesting anymore if they fight and make up. Like, I, I don't want them to, to see yeah. them fight or make up. It's boring. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, Vicky's just a big silent but deadly fart. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was the episode. Now, Matt, I want to switch gears a little bit. I asked, there's a few questions I ask every guest, and I'm sure you'll have a good answer for these. Oh, God. The first one is, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Because Mariah is my one. number one. Well, Mariah is my, I always say Mariah is the queen of Christmas and Kelly's the princess. Right. right. So, um, I would have to say... All emotions time. emotions good one yeah. <laughs> now if you were choosing people magazine sexiest man alive who would you choose chris helmsworth or ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is always a favorite i like those options yeah um are you dating anyone right now yes i live Ten- with my boyfriend oh yeah okay yeah so when people find you on social media and they see all the gorgeous pictures of you Yes. You're taken. Yes. But I what am. is your social media? He's handle? in there too. Um, it is underscore Matt Conrad underscore. And Matt, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for, for having by. me. This was so fun. Yes. Any other final, like, if, if, final workout tips or something? Like, what do you tell your clients this time of year? Do you say, like, stop fucking eating? <laughs> um, well, I mean, the moderation, but always just get to the gym. Even if you, like, you can only squeeze in, like, a 30-minute workout, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. And go take your class, Barry's Bootcamp. Yes, in Hollywood come say, Hollywood. I teach 16 classes a week, so I'm always there. And people can go, they have a new app now, so you can yep. like log in online, which Look is me much up, easier. Look me Matt C on the schedule. I feel, have you ever seen that meme? There's like a million mats. Have you seen this? Oh, yes. And they're all mats because there's so many. <laughs> it's just like uh, a bunch of white mats. <laughs> yes. You guys all a bunch with... of white boys. <laughs> Every time I see that online, I'm like, oh, there's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, you thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Okay, guys, let's talk Dallas. Now, lately, I've been feeling like Dallas has been getting the short end of the stick on everything iconic. And look, I'm sorry, it's been airing at 10 p.m. on Wednesday nights, and I have to have this podcast uploaded by Wednesday night. So, unfortunately, I haven't been able to dedicate the time that it deserves or the attention that it deserves, because truly, we have gotten an iconic season. And this season finale was amazing. And lately, I've been feeling like across all the franchises, the season finales have been lackluster. 
I mean, particularly that Orange County finale, which was just about nothing. But this season finale, it was like, we got drama, we got, we wrapped up storylines from the season, we had cliffhangers of other storylines that were just introduced. And I mean, it was like a lot of good stuff. We had a theme party, a costume party. And this was a costume party that I haven't seen in Housewives canon before. It was, of course, a frat party. They had beer pong set up. It was all for going away for Travis. <laughs> I love that throughout the episode, we got little like flashbacks of these girls in college. So we saw, you know, Stephanie said some of her best memories were on the floor of a frat house. <laughs> Stephanie is the MVP for this season in my eyes. I completely fell in love with her. I mean, I, the previous seasons, I was like, I didn't dislike Stephanie, but I was just sort of on the fence. This season, I completely fell in love with Stephanie. I felt like she was honest and open. Even, I don't even like Brandy, but like, because of how much Stephanie likes Brandy, I like can tolerate Brandy. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Stephanie wasn't around, I would be, <laughs> I would not be interested in watching Brandy do anything. But Stephanie likes her, so I'm like, oh, well, my friend Stephanie likes her. <laughs> I better like her, too. Also, this episode, we saw Leanne at her gay church. She's a true ally. I really love that Leanne is getting married at this gay church. She wants everyone to feel welcome. I love that about Leanne. She is a, I, I truly think, like, some of the housewives, we see them at, like, charity events for the LGBT community. But certain housewives, I feel, really, truly walk the walk and talk the talk. And Leanne is one of those. You know, LVP, too, I always think. LVP, despite my sometimes disdain for LVP, I think she really does walk the walk and talk the talk when it comes to the LGBT community. And I appreciate that as a big gay. <laughs> as a big gay. Now, Leanne says she's, she's on the way to getting aggressive. You know, like, she wants to get aggressive. So they're all getting ready for this frat party. And Leanne keeps mentioning that she's going to get aggressive. And I am on the edge of my seat the whole time. I'm thinking, like, when's it going to happen? I cannot wait. So they're getting ready for this party, and everyone's dressing like, you know, no one really is following a, a proper theme, like Cameron and Leanne. <laughs> they dress as Cher from Clueless, which was a 90s movie set in a high school. So I'm not exactly sure how that relates to, like, Leanne and Cameron's college experience. I thought, like, maybe Cameron was in college at that time. But certainly Leanne wasn't. And then also Leanne had like different colored tights underneath her skirt and like a rainbow, rainbow tee and then pigtails. It was like, I'm not sure what this theme is for Leanne, but I appreciated Cam's dedication to looking like Alicia Silverstone from Clueless because, I mean, that's an iconic costume and an iconic film. So I was very upset that Dee wasn't going to this frat party. I thought I would have liked to see in like a flashback of like Dee's college experience back in the early 1800s. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. I don't think there was any... <laughs> I don't think Dee sat for any still paintings in college, so we weren't able to see a picture of her when she went to school. But I would have liked to see her at this frat party. And unfortunately, I wasn't getting that experience. <laughs> and I don't know why. they Normally at these season finale parties, they invite everyone. Like, do you remember on Orange County when they had the whole fucking cast, plus anyone that was an extra? It was like people's you know, mother-in-laws were all there and like their mother-in-law's cousins. And it was just like all sorts of people. This one, we didn't get any Mama D. We did get that kangaroo, which the kangaroo and that kangaroo like bounced on screen. They did a flashback and I swear they added sound effects. All of a sudden they add, like there was someone doing, you know, Foley art and was making sound effects for this kangaroo that hopped on screen. And I was like, I'd never seen that before. It was just like a very cartoonish, like, Boinky, boinky. 
<laughs> like, what's happening? What is this Foley art with the kangaroo? I love whatever the editor or producer that ordered that sound effect when the kangaroo hopped on screen. Now, we also saw Deandra got the business signed over to her. And I'm not really feeling Deandra, you guys. I saw the preview, which we'll talk about in a minute, but the preview for the reunion, it just feels to me like Deandra's doing so much this season. And I love watching Mama D, but Deandra, it's like, it all seems so put on to me. Uh, Also at this party, I thought Travis looked amazing. I'm very into Travis this season. I think he looks great. (laughs) Every time he's on screen, I'm like, wow, I'm more and more attracted to him. I'm doing like the Danielle Staub season one on the stripper pole opening her legs. Maybe that was season two. (laughs) Every time I see Travis. So the main thing of this episode is the Brandy versus Leanne. So they start arguing at the party. And Leanne tells Brandy, you called me the Wicked Witch of the West. Brandy says, I never said West. Although, again, every time they fight, it's like the most funny, (laughs) the funniest fight ever. Because it's like, Leanne's voice is just like, you called me the Wicked Witch of the West. Wait, I don't know. Is that it? (laughs) But then Brandy does the very like whispery voice like, I never said West. (laughs) Reminds me of that Copenhagen fight when... Leanne's like, I can't hear you. Why are you whispering? <laughs> I never called you the Wicked Witch of the West. Brandy's ASMR fighting. <laughs> and then Brandy kind of like is doing the finger pointing. And Brandy's getting, I think, really aggressive. And then Leanne did something that I've never seen on A Housewife, and I loved watching it. She did like a little snarl that was insane and lovely and beautiful, crazy beautiful. I've never seen it on a houseway before. It literally looked like she was going to murder Brandy. And I was feeling so excited. Like, again, all the serotonin was running through my body. I was standing, I was clapping. It was my Super Bowl watching Leanne snarl at Brandy. And then they kind of, they have this big fight. Brandy's like, get the fuck out of this house. You know, she's more like, get the fuck out of this house. Why are you whispering? I can't hear you. You need to get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> and then <laughs> Leanne does not get out the fuck out of this house, but she does go to a table alone and gives what I think is one of the best monologues I've seen in Housewives history. And she's just alone. The camera is on Leanne alone at this picnic table. And Brandy had has just stormed off, pretend crying. And Leanne is just by herself being like, yeah, cry, bitch. Cry. Go out there and cry, bitch. That's what you're doing, bitch. And she's just alone, and they're catching it. And then, at one point, like, Carrie and Cameron come over, and Leanne lays on the ground, like, as if she's going to do a snow angel, but doesn't do a snow angel. She just starts talking to God, and she goes, I'm so fucking alone! (laughs) It's like, what? I mean, Leanne's acting work in this was some of the best I've ever seen. They just came out with that Hollywood roundtable of actresses for the best performances this year. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was like, Nicole Kidman, Lady Gaga, Glenn Close. Regina King. And I'm shocked that shocked and saddened that Leanne is not at that round table because this performance in this finale, it deserves award consideration. She was literally in Snow Angel position yelling to God and saying, I'm so fucking alone. And wow. Wow. And Carrie came over and I was shocked that Carrie was siding with Leanne a little bit. She's like, I saw that Brandy did that. She was also telling Leanne like she could should have kept her cool. But I think Carrie's on the right side of history. I do. And of course, my queen Stephanie is caught in the middle. 
I don't like that. It made me feel bad for her. And look, I know that Brandy is Stephanie's best friend and she sort of has to defend her, but I don't, I don't Brandy is like, ugh, Brandy's rough. And just as I'm thinking like the, the meat of the episode's over, you know, like there's nothing good coming up. Then we get the freeze frames and the first freeze frame is on Deandra doing a keg stand. And this is the moment where I truly, truly turned on Deandra. <laughs> I turned on her. Well, I should say I turned on her even more. I didn't like her the rest of the season, but watching her do that keg stand was so discomforting. And the fact that they freeze from it, like freeze framed it, I think that the editors do not like Deandra because it was an embarrassing freeze frame. And then we saw all the other freeze frames. So camera, it freeze framed on her and she's doing a sparkle dog spray. Legend. <laughs> I know everyone hates Cameron, but I love her. I mean, what a ridiculous idea. A sparkle dog spray. Like, surely Kim Richards is going to use that as a breath spray at some point in the future. <laughs> Kim's probably pre-ordering that dog spray right now to use to use on her way to the Palm Springs house, the, the goddamn house that Kyle stole. But I'm very excited for that. And then you know, these freeze frames are always a way to like wrap up their storylines and stuff. And Cam- uh, Carrie, she had no storyline this season. So like her freeze frame, it just said like her stove has an Instagram account now. And like, what? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> what is this show? Every once, every once in a while, like when I'm watching these shows, like something will strike me where I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, how is this a show? <laughs> Literally, I'm watching something where like the, wrap up of the season is just like oh this woman ha- has an instagram account for her stove <laughs> and it strikes me like what the fuck are we all watching like this is i mean i truly believe it's peak tv but i mean if you were to show this to people 20 years ago in the past <laughs> like show this to someone i would love to travel back in time and just show someone this episode of television like travel to the 80s and be like look this is going to be a show from 2018. <laughs> what? These <laughs> women are dressed in uh, for a frat party. One of them's creating a dog spray. <laughs> Other one started an online account for their stove. I mean, I would love to see their reactions. They're <laughs> Hop in my DeLorean and go show people this. Oh, it'd be amazing. Also, the... A uh, close-up of the freeze frame that they did on Brandy was awful. I don't think they like her either. I read into this. I always feel like, okay, do the producers like these women? I don't believe that they like Brandy and Deandra, and I stand by that. What else? Oh, th- so that's the end. We It kind of ends. I mean, they, the fight's over, but it's obviously going to continue at this reunion. The reunion, it's Deandra and Leanne next to Andy. And it seemed to me that Deandra's doing too much at the reunion. I do love my queen. Stephanie talks more about her depression, which I encourage anyone to talk about their depression. I love it. It makes other people feel less alone. And then we also get a little Deandra versus Carrie at the reunion. We hear about the guy who told Leanne that Mark got his dick sucked at the roundup. It was a disgruntled florist. I wrote in my notes that I need to book him on the podcast. I'm going to look out for that. Then we get a Mama D appearance. She comes in with her purse. Oh, then finally, the reunion trailer ends with Deandra saying that Rich is unfaithful. And that's our episode, you guys. I want to wrap this up by saying thank you so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, there's a Everything Iconic Facebook group. I want to say that I'm loving all of these Hallmark movies. 
I've been doing like some live stories on my Instagram for them. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to be doing one this weekend for uh, the new Lifetime movie starring my arch nemesis, Melissa Joan Hart. (laughs) I will put that up. That'll be on my Instagram stories. So at Danny Pellegrino. (laughs) So without further ado, let's do our little cool down and then say goodbye. Say goodnight, say goodbye. Okay, let's take a deep breath in and breathe out. Take another deep breath in, and I want you to think of a college memory with one of your college friends, maybe a roommate or sorority sister. Breathe out. Now, I have so many wonderful memories from college, and I just want all of you to take that memory that you thought about when we were doing our cooldown and reach out to that college friend. A lot of my college friends I don't always get to talk to. I was texting with my friend Michelle from college recently, and it's always so fun to catch up. So please reach out to one of those people that you were near and dear to you in your college years. Hopefully you still stay in touch, but reach out to them. Tell them you love them. Tell them happy holidays. I love you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, P.S. There's a different kind of pop dive on Monday, so hope you like it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 